Welcome to the Arista Gamer Podcast for August 2013. I'm Colby, and I'm joined by Devin today. And only Devin. Which and is okay. only Devin, which is fine. It's, it's okay. all good. No, we'll and be fine. It's just the two of us. I'm not going to start this one with a belch. How about oh, that? sweetie. How about that? Um, so let's go ahead and uh, get into our first topic for tonight, and that's uh, Payday 2. Man, I, I'm really enjoying the game. And uh, for, the, for the listeners out there, Colby and I started playing this about 24 hours ago for the first yeah. time. And we, and we played it for an extended period of time, though. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm really, really enjoying it. But I understand what a lot of uh, people have been saying with the fact that it's a game that you will thoroughly enjoy as long as you're actually able to play with friends. If you rely solely on single player, quote unquote, with AI, it's going to be an entirely different experience and you'll probably wind up disappointed. Yeah. um, So for the people that like Payday, I mean, Payday or Payday 1, Payday 2 is amazing. Um, they added in a ton. They added in, you know, uh, scenarios in which you have multi-day uh, jobs, and between the days, it's actually possible for you to get caught by the cops, and so you have to fight your way back out. Um, so that's cool. Um, you know, if you like uh, being able to, you know, customize your character by going through different skill trees and purchasing stuff, that's also there for you. Um, one of the neatest features of this game, though, is that it's completely, I mean, I would put it at, like, AAA status, but it's not 50 or 60 bucks. Like, it's it's a $30 new release game. That's, uh, yep. I think the last, you know, really big game that I heard of that released at 30 bucks was, like, a Katamari Damacy. Or Sniper Ghost Warrior 2, if you can really count that. Whoa. I don't think you can. That's, Who that's can? the closest I've got. But yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think the reason that they're doing that is that there's going to be a lot of room for DLC in the future. For added characters or, for the most part, adding in new heists and new uh, aspects to completing these heists. Maybe making them slightly bigger maps and and whatnot. So I, I think there's going to be... It may not go to as far of the extent as Borderlands and Borderlands 2 has in terms of the amount of DLC available... But I think they're really banking on having this base game available and then people getting in more DLC for whatever kind of heist they actually want to get involved with. Yeah. But I'm really enjoying it. I love that the game... I love and I hate how unforgiving that this game is. I love it because it adds an aspect of realism, which you, which is kind of a stretch because it's not by any means a simulation in terms of realism. It is still just a game, but it is pretty unforgiving in that if you are trying to go for any kind of a stealth element, you've got to actually be aware of your complete surroundings and you've got to be able to... Uh, not speculate, be able to predict what your next move is going to be should something happen. Because, I mean, they use the kind of thing like the director for Left 4 Dead and that every time you do a level, it's not always going to be the same thing. I mean, the the amount of people and the amount of guards in, say, this one bank may be slightly different. Cameras may be there or in different locations or may not just be there at all. The security doors will change around. I mean, there's going to be little things that constantly change, but if you are wanting to really go for the stealth element, you've got to make sure you get everything taken care of because it, all it takes is one camera and suddenly the entire dang map is fully aware of not only that you're there, but what your intentions are somehow, and they act accordingly like that and they treat you like the absolute threat that you are, and so you have no way of being able to sneak around sneak away and hide and hope that they forget about you this is one of those (laughs) kind of games where if you're caught you're caught you got to start fighting your way and complete this objective then because there's no way you're going to recover from that yep and i mean so you also having prior knowledge um is advantageous but at the same time it's not so we were on a couple of different maps where we were like okay you know i get what happens now you know and we weren't able to fight our way out before and, uh, you know, then we get down and we try to go the exact same way, but knowing no, what, what we know now, like, okay, well, the security door is going to be on the roof. Okay, well, we have to take out this thing first. And, you know, it's different the next time. So although, you know, you know what you have to do, you have a better idea of the things that you have to do, the locations of them and the order in which they have to happen in order to remain stealth is still a mystery. Excuse me, a mystery. I gotta say the uh, that one level that we played that was at night in that FBI building was 
we had a Ugh. we had such a good start on this being able to get into these glass doors we actually disengaged the security system we had worked away around these cameras we kind of were getting the hang of the uh walking routine that several of the guards had with their flashlights so we were doing very good not getting caught then we were able to start into our objectives using a drill on the safe and that you know of course there at some point you you would eventually get caught i mean the only way that you could promise that you don't get caught at some point is if you're able to have four friends who are very good at maintaining their stealth because all it takes is one ai to screw it up for you but uh, that's beside the point we were able to get through it we almost reached our objective but we were just overrun and we figured all right we had such a strong start on this one we're going to be able to make we're going to try this again we're going to go for the same kind of stealth element and now we know that there's a way to disengage security went around to this the glass windows to this door and all we swear all the security guards they're all around the building decided to just have a little party in yeah. the main lobby and it had all these flashlights and cameras basically just pointed at the door and they weren't moving and or the ones that weren't moving were the ones staring at the door just kind of looking at it like goons it was just sort of what the heck there's no way to sneak into this so we had to just basically kick in the door and go for it because there was no way to sneak around them the game is unforgiving and i love it i don't know why but i do yeah it's it's great i'm having i'm having a really good time with it um so uh, i i'm also I'm, i'm thinking about doing this for the video review for this month so there's that um so I I also wanted to segue this into uh into this discussion because this was a picture that came up on um on Reddit recently. Uh and it was it was somebody asking the producer um why isn't Payday 2 publicized in a really big way? Um and he responded with uh this is how we do things at Overkill. If we have 10 bucks, we want to use 10 bucks to make games. We don't want to use 10 bucks to give to a guy whose job it is to tell another guy to play the game. Why not make the game great instead and get the first guy or gal so hooked on it they invite their friends, not because uh not because they've been fed ads, but because they want to play together. Now, that's a pretty good philosophy. Um especially yeah. on the surface, you can say you know, I'm really glad that you're spending all of your budget on making this game as absolutely great as possible. Plus, that keeps the word involved with the gamers themselves that understand that this kind of game isn't to be taken seriously. Because I have a feeling if I'd seen a commercial for Payday about guys wearing clown masks and that you are trying to pull off these heists and bank robberies and that, and you are holding civilians hostage and that you're shooting police officers and that, that that would probably create a bunch of controversy and a, and a bunch of uh, criticism that they just don't need to deal with yeah. as a gaming company. And so this way it just kind of keeps the word involved with the gamers that understand this is i mean it's if if you think about it's no different than games like grand theft auto in the end it's still fiction so chill yeah well so that's where i have sort of a question is um so we have you know we've got the philosophy hey let's spend all the money to make the game um but how many times have we seen good games fly under the right on under the radar specifically because they weren't promoted correctly? The same thing happens with movies all the time. So they weren't promoted correctly. They weren't sold to the right audience. The trailers didn't look good enough. Um, like games uh, can be made or broken on their marketing. I mean, heck, um, The Last of Us was a great game. I loved it. I absolutely loved The Last of Us. But the only way I heard about it is because I, ads. Like it was ads and reviews. Um, so without, in lieu of reviews, I mean, and, you know, of gamers talking about it, um, and talking about it, by the way, so much so that somebody who's not even remotely involved in the conversation hears about it, uh, you know, Payday is a really good example of how that can work. You know, it's uh, the entirety of the development funds to make the game. They made it back in pre-orders six days before the game's release. So that's incredible. It's crazy. Um, that's just nuts. <clears throat> but, I mean... You know, a, a game, you know, one of these big games like Bioshock Infinite or, you know, uh, The Last of Us or, I don't know, Battlefield, Call of Duty, whatever. You know, the people who invest the money in the TV ads, the the internet ads, you know, they, they make sure everybody gets review copies so everybody, you know, can, can talk about it. It's, you know, I, I wonder how many of those good games would have failed had they not marketed it right? Because, I mean, we've got, what, Beyond Good and Evil is a game that I haven't played. Uh, and I hear it's amazing. You know why I haven't played it? Because I didn't hear of it until like years after it had already re- been released. 
It was the same story with Psychonauts. I mean, I hear Psychonauts is yeah. amazing. You know, you got to play Psychonauts. I mean, you, you, I hear you have to play it. Why haven't I played it? Because I heard about it like two years after it came out. And by then, I'm already moved on to the next thing, you know? So uh, yeah. marketing is sort of a, it's it's weird because... That's what happened with me in Mass Effect. The first Mass Effect, I, did, I mean, I had heard a little bit about it. But, it, you know, it came out at the same time as Bioshock. I saw a lot more advertisements for Bioshock. And yeah. I, I mean, I, and nothing against Bioshock. I just, I didn't care about it. I didn't care about Mass Effect either. It just sort of a, hey, you know, great. It's a, it's another sci-fi shoot 'em up kind of game. Looks like Socom in space or something. You know, that's kind of cool. And then uh, the second, and it wasn't until after the second game had been out and there was a lot more advertising for it. And then a lot more uh, people were talking about it and the amazing way it was continuing the storyline and the, the advertisements I saw even on TV about the storyline that I was suddenly intrigued and I went back and played the first game so I could play the second game that I heard so much about because I didn't want to play the second one without even knowing what happened. But, I mean, it's the same kind of thing here. I mean, if there had been – if there was more advertising involved with it, you might have more active – you'd have more people involved. You'd have an active community and you'd have ways of – testing out mods or you know you just having an overall active community I mean, we all know how much that can help yeah. and uh it, it just kind of clashes with their philosophy because i also can understand and agree with their philosophy as well so i really don't know where i would stand on that uh, in terms of how much that they have added advertising on it which has been pretty much none i, I mean i don't want to see this game get hurt but i don't want it to see it just kind of fall off and die without any care yes yeah. it deserves more than that it's really really good yeah and i mean i think i think it's just it's one of those things that you know because i think because so many people advertise their games you have to advertise your game um it's sort of a self-perpetuating problem but it's one that is very real and it's one that you have to deal with unfortunately um, I, have to, I have to wonder if in if this is actually a philosophy of theirs or if this is their roundabout way of not being able to admit we didn't have the money to afford advertising and we wanted to be able to justify that without just flat out saying we can't afford ads so please play our game anyways that oh, yeah. we had some kind of philosophical reasoning in order to not have ever not have any this kind of advertising and so people are like oh okay they're above that i have to play this game now and, and i mean it absolutely could be that's not that's not out of the realm of possibilities heck uh, you know i've seen tons of pictures of it on on reddit you know and this picture was one of them yeah i mean people have also said you know this has got to be viral marketing on their part it's completely free to do this all you have to do is slap some text on an image there you go you're done um and you know i don't know maybe but like without marketing without telling somebody about your game you know how are they going to know whether or not they want to play it uh you know there have been uh, I'm sure a lot of games that I've missed and that I've continued to miss surely because I never heard about them, you know? Um, oh, yeah. And, and obviously that's not going to change, but, you know, I wish it, <laughs> I wish it would uh, because there are some great games out there that I just, you know, you never hear about until, you know, somebody has to sit you down and shake you and say, well, you have to play uh braid you got to play braid braid's amazing you got to go play it well, i hadn't if heard you don't of braid to have the uh that one gaming guru friend of yours that's just so into the gaming industry that they know about these obscure indie t india titles and things that you never would have even heard of or even come across because they wouldn't even be on the front page of steam or something but you know because of this one friend you're able to play it like i mean it's not really fair to compare this kind of game with an independent game like Antichamber, but I think about Antichamber because our friend Nick is the one that had told me about this game and the kind of the poetic puzzle that it is, and it really intrigued me in the way that he described it, but if he hadn't mentioned it, I mean, even if I had seen the title Antichamber and saw what the cover is like, I would have just kind of scrolled past it and wouldn't give it a second thought it would just kind of become a memory for someone else and i'm glad that he said then he said something because it was a fantastic game and yeah. i really don't want these kind of games to just fall into the radar and then be lost because they weren't able to get the kind of word out that it deserves and, and, and it's it, it's a double-edged sword you know because some games get so highly promoted and, and it's so out there that you're sick of it by the time it's released, you know? 
Um, well, I think that falls in with the titles that are constantly getting yearly releases, you know, with Madden Football or with Call of Duty. And they're sort of, all right, I don't even need you to have a TV advertisement because I know it's going to be coming about this time this year. It's been doing the same thing the last five to six years. So you don't need to tell me about it. Just let me know what the title is and I'll Google it because I know it's coming. <laughs> yep. And, you know... Definitely, Call of Duty is guilty of that. I mean, I see Call of Duty commercials all the time. I see them on the, uh, I see them on the internet. I see them here and there. Um, Assassin's Creed, I've started to see less of, um, yeah. which is nice. Um, yeah, it is. I do like though that they so uh, there's a a guy on YouTube who started doing parkour videos as the assassins, and uh, like so that's part of their promotion now. Is I think they've partnered up with him and. Uh, now he releases, you know, a parkour video with the character, with the main character of the next game. So he just did that for um, Edward Kenway for Assassin's Creed 4 um, while he was at San Diego Comic-Con. So, you know, they released the video like a couple weeks after and they were like, oh, look, Edward Kenway at Comic-Con. And he was jumping around on stuff and hanging out on the ship. Um, very cool. And it's a very nice way of promoting the game and being like, hey, it's a game about pirates. It's a game about running around on buildings and stuff. Remember how cool Assassin's Creed is? This is why Assassin's Creed is really cool. Um, so I, I think that's a nice parkour. way to promote the game. On, parkour. On yeah. <laughs> Ship parkour. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really have any intention to play Assassin's Creed 4, but I really hope there's a lot more involved on land than what I've seen, because I've seen that they're taking the one kind of unique ship aspect from 3 and decided to make an extensive game on that alone. And I'm just sort of, I think they were losing track on what made the first two Assassin's Creed really good. I couldn't agree <laughs> with you any more. I, I, I don't want to play 4 specifically because it seems like it seems like a great game, but it does not seem like an Assassin's Creed game. Um, yeah. You know, in, in the game, you can get on the ship, you can explore islands, you can look at Mayan ruins, and then you can also take up some contracts and kill some people and maybe use stealth, but, you know, that's not really emphasizing the battles anymore. So, really, I'm wondering what it is, because it's not Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed was all about, okay, I'm going to climb up on this building, and I'm going to run around on the rooftops, and I'm going to hide out, and then I'm going to, you know set up the perfect kill and then i'm gonna go down and get him because you know if i start a fight with four dudes i'm dead like you know i'm i'm supposed to hide in the shadows that's my thing um and then slowly that sort of faded away with Ezio, and then it, it was just completely gone in three and now it looks like it's just been blown out of the water in four um, yeah and i'm really sad that it, how much it was gone in three and of course yes it was there but to the level that it was emphasized with these kind of stealth missions and everything with one and two is that three the parkour in the forest and the way that they managed to have uh connor running around in the trees and everything that was really clever and i thought yeah. it was a great mechanic but they lost the whole aspect of what it was about him being an assassin instead he was a native american who had his own fighting skills that kind of stumbled upon a hood and decided to go after guys because the hood was cool and revenge yeah, that things. sounds good. It, it, it's just sort of, it, it. I loved the game, but at the same time, I like you were saying, it wasn't an Assassin's Creed game, and so, and in with all the advertisements I'd seen with three, I was starting to. F I, I mean, it was kind of unfortunate that I'd already bought the game because as advertisements kept coming more and more, and as I played the game more, I was losing a lot more interest into it, and I had to really push myself to even come to finishing it, which I don't want to admit, because I really shouldn't be faulting the game. It had so many good things about it, but it just wasn't the game I was wanting, and the advertising was just shoving it in my face that, you know, yo, yeah, we, we still are that game. We swear, we swear. Here, look, and it really wasn't. Yeah, and, it, you know, I, I'll be the first to admit, I haven't finished the game. Um, I got to... Uh... Boston, I want to say, or the city after Boston, and I just, I, I stopped myself, and I was like, why am I playing? Like, these, like, the cool, the mini games were kind of cool, you know, playing, what, Cowboy Checkers or whatever it was? Um, yeah, 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 I, I actually spent a lot more than I really want to admit playing that stupid board game. <laughs> yeah, um, and it, that game was pretty cool, uh, that was that was interesting you know and then there was the ship fighting part i never even got to the ship fighting part that's how bored i was with the game because it was just it was so easy the ship fighting was kind of half action half 
you know, response. You know, it was sort of a, oh, there's rocks coming up. You need to steer around it before you damage your ship and lose some health. It's like, great! I'm an assassin! In a ship! Yay! Hey. Ship parkour! Go up the mast! Now come back down the mast! It's... Assassin. It's it's assassinating, we promise. Assassin. Um... Anyways, the point is, Payday's great. Yeah, the point is, Payday's great. Uh, <laughs> um, so also, at Games Gamescom is going on this week. Uh, we'll have a wrap-up on that whenever absolutely everything is done. Uh, but currently, the biggest news out of Gamescom is about PlayStation 4. Uh, the release date of PlayStation 4 is November 15th. Hooray! Are you pre-ordering so, one? I, yeah, I pre-ordered one the day it was announced. Or after the day after uh, it was okay. announced, I, I I was planning to. I haven't yet, but I was at least planning to. But I, I guess I'm already behind. Oh yeah, man! Like the the day, I, they're still up for pre order. It's okay. You can go to I think Amazon and GameStop are still have some. Um, basically, Sony like is producing more than enough to meet the demand. Um, Xbox is sort of uh, in in limited. Um, it's not that it's in limited demand, but it's only it's in limited production. Yeah. Uh, so uh, pre-orders for that have already stopped. Um, but PlayStation Four, they're just cranking it out, man. So that's cool. Yeah, I, I really want to get one. I shouldn't, but I really want to. You know, and I don't know what I'm going to do with the PS3 because it's because I still have the one that I have from launch, and it works perfectly. And I don't want to just end up having another console collecting dust. Which, which okay, yeah, it is kind of cool to have a console collection, but at the same time, it's just... Man, i got to get another yeah. one. Yeah, I hear you. Damn it. So the 15th is sort of an interesting choice. Uh, for one, Sony fired first. Uh, this hasn't, We haven't seen this so far in this generation. Generally, it's been Xbox saying, look, here's what we are doing with the Xbox. And then PlayStation comes out and is like, here's what we're doing with PlayStation, and it's better. Um, that's, that's happened. <laughs> that's been the rolling theme for this entire time. Yeah. So uh, this is sort of interesting uh, that they're coming out and saying, you know, November 15th, uh, before Xbox has announced their release date. Now, Xbox already said November, so it's going to be in November. They're going to be released in the same month. Uh, is it going to be the same day? Probably not. Um, but... From what we can gather, it's probably going to be, I would say, uh, after, um, probably right before Black Friday, I would say, um, just so that, you know, sales can get out there and Black Friday, they can get enough shipments out or uh, it'll be so, uh, really a lot of things pivot around Black Friday. So uh, the placement for PlayStation is pretty good because that means that they can get those initial shipments out to get it to the pre-order people and they'll have enough uh leeway in between whenever the pre-orders get out and whenever black friday shows up to restock so there's going to be at least a couple of shipments in to make sure everything's going to be okay now if xbox pushes it um later than playstation they are risking not being able to replenish enough stock to go for black friday but if they release before uh sony they'll have more than enough time to replenish stock uh which they probably do need um but uh, they also risk sort of losing interest as being, you know, the sort of middle child console, uh, you know, and it's it's not the hot thing anymore. You know, ooh, PlayStation is the hot thing this year um, because it came out later. So, you know, it, it's it's sort of a give and take. Who knows whenever, whenever it's going to be announced. But a, a really interesting thing about this is um, is uh, the, the fact that it's going to be released the week of or the week before Watch Dogs. Um, so that means Ooh. that for everybody who has Watch Dogs pre-ordered on PlayStation 3 and you're getting a PS4, cancel that reservation, man, and go get it on PS4 because it's going to be there. Day one, you will be able to play Watch Dogs well, on PS4. How long do you think they're going to have PS uh, the games being made both for PS3 and PS4? Because when the PS3 came out, they were still making PS2 games for like a solid year. Oh, it was longer than that. It was it was at least a couple years. Um and I mean, they're going to continue making them for PS3 and PS4, but uh, it's good news that um, that you know one of the most anticipated games of the season is going to be coming out on one of the most anticipated consoles of the season, um, mainly because it's probably going to be one of the best versions of the game. Um, now, out of console games, I you know 
we've heard so much about how PlayStation is going to be better than Xbox One. If Xbox One releases before uh, PlayStation, that means that Watch Dogs is also probably going to hit on Xbox One. And we'll be able to see with a AAA game with, um, you know, the same code base, the same game, we'll be able to see the differences between the two. You'll see those really cool graphics videos where they like switch between the two and you're like, oh, well, it kind of looks like the PlayStation is better at shading, but the the Xbox is better at colors. Um, so you'll be able to see some stuff like that. Now you can sort of take those with a grain of salt because they're the first sort of games that are coming out. They were probably initially developed for PlayStation three and Xbox 360 imported over. Um, but anyway, that's not the point. Um, the point here is that we're, we're going to get a nice game, uh, that's at release, even though it's multi-platform, um, and PlayStation's got to see that as a boon, you know, releasing right before it. That's, that's a really smart play. And I think if Xbox, um releases uh if xbox releases after you know it's going to have the game available on day one which you know, may actually be be better so that it's launch day title lineup at the very least in the history books looks better than playstation 4 yeah i'm i'm not getting an xbox i, I yeah i'll just throw that out there <laughs> i mean not i you know I'm i'm not either i have um my friends Mike and Fee, both of them are getting an Xbox One, and you know it's really funny because I've asked, um, I asked Fee, I was like, so why are you getting an Xbox One instead of a instead of a PS4? I was like, PS4 is like a hundred dollars cheaper, and he was like, yeah. Then he sort of waffled back and forth, and then he came to the conclusion that I don't, I still don't understand. He said, um, he said Xbox has better has had better customer service in my experience. Um. Oh, how often was he calling customer service that that's the deciding yeah. factor to pay a hundred dollars more? Yeah, I know. For, for <laughs> one, for one, how do you know that? Um, for two, I mean, we've heard you know basically if your console gets a red ring of death, okay, we'll send it in and we'll we'll you know we'll replace it. Okay, great, that is good customer service, but that's in response to having terrible hardware. Um, so I'm not going to give that as a point to them. Now, Xbox has not been hacked, uh, at least globally, yet. Um, the accounts of some of the major people within Xbox, including like Major Nelson, um, they have had their Xbox Live accounts hacked and stolen. Um, but, you know, the community at large has not had its passwords leaked. Now, it's great. Um but you know, PlayStation responded appropriately. Again, I'm not you know I'm not going to give PlayStation points for giving away you know anti theft stuff for two years and giving away a whole bunch of free games. Um, you know, it's I, I just I'm wondering where this you know this Xbox has better customer service thing is coming in because I've seen many 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 times people calling or people uh, posting you know. I called uh, I called Xbox customer support and they said you've been banned from live. You should know why you were banned from live. We can't unban you. You can't get any of your gamer points back. You can't get this. You have to create a new profile. You have to buy a new console. Like I've seen those things over and over and over again and I haven't seen that ever on PlayStation. I've, I've I mean it may be because we have a smaller uh, because PlayStation is a smaller user base, but uh you know I I, I don't know. For for that, I think that kind of sounds like a stretch of I really couldn't think of anything else other than I'm going to mention customer service because that sounds like a viable response. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, customer sure. Service. This this is the guy that uh, that you gave like a pencil for Christmas, isn't it? I didn't give a pen. His his, uh, his brother gave him pencils for Christmas. Oh, that's right. He got pencils for Christmas. Yeah. Nobody else gave him anything else. Yeah. I I think he called customer service like once to get a confirmation on something or because he was bored. But you know, <laughs> just I just want to talk to somebody customer <laughs> I just service. To talk to someone. And Neil at customer service was like, okay. And I figured since I paid for the internet with them, they'd listen. I paid my fifteen dollars for Xbox Live, and you got to listen to me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Xbox Live, the best counseling sessions. That would be great. All right. But yeah, I mean, I do want to get a PS4, but I, God, I so ju- I gotta justify it, you know? Yeah. So the PlayStation Four actually has some interesting things about it, and it does. Um, we're gonna get into one major topic that's a real dis- disadvantage, at least for me and for a lot of other people on YouTube, is uh, 
the fact that it has HDCP encryption not only on movies but on uh, games. Now, Xbox has. Uh, if you don't know what HTCP encryption is, yeah, it's basically ask, what is that? Yeah, over uh, so over HDMI, there's a there's an encryption protocol called HDCP that encrypts whatever video signal it's sending. Now, most TVs, a lot of TVs that have HDMI, uh, can decode it right and display it. That's great. Um, there are very, 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 very few that can't. Um, but so as a result, basically this means that you can't use your recording software. So there's like Elgato and uh, Hoppage, and I use uh, I use Blackmagic um, Intensity. So all of these basically rely on taking the raw video signal, copying it to a file along with the audio, right? Pretty, pretty simple um, process, but they don't know how to decrypt HDCP. There are a few things out there that sell it. There's a uh, like an H. There's uh, an HDMI splitter which will read uh, HDCP in and output uh, HDMI, uh, just output without encryption. So that's something that you can buy, but that's an extra piece of hardware. Um, so where does this tie in? Uh, PlayStation Three currently has HDCP encryption on everything. Um, the video that you see. Whenever you start playing a game and whenever you uh, start playing a movie, uh, has been encrypted. If you try to record it via HDMI, it won't work. Um, it just it will not, which is sad. Um, yeah, their whole obsession with trying to put down piracy. In that. Yeah, and you know, basically, it's a requirement for movies because they don't want you to be able to pirate movies. Okay, fine. Um, valid i guess but you know games no because games they're that's used as a form of promotion for the game right um seeing let's plays seeing people review it uh you know watching uh watching the aristogamer video review uh will sell you on the game <laughs> Plug. check out our youtube channel um but you know there are these things that sell the game and not only the game but the console so you know, it it makes it more difficult. In order for me to record footage for my PlayStation Three, I have to use uh, I have to use a uh, component. There's no other way to do it. You have to use a component out, uh, and that only does in 720p uh, and 1080i. I think it gets up to. Um, you know, the quality is worse. You have to do it through a different hardware. Um, but Xbox 360 does it natively on HDMI. So as this applies to the next generation of consoles, Xbox One has already been confirmed to have the same uh, encryption protocols that Xbox 360 does. Namely, that means that you'll be able to record via HDMI on Xbox One. You'll be able to record your gameplay. That's great. Um, PlayStation has said no comment, but um, anybody who has been asked you know, who's like close to PlayStation has said, I don't see a reason. Uh, I, I, I haven't heard of anything, you know, of them changing it. I haven't heard of any change to their protocols. Um, so that's, you know, that's bad because you would think that they would have learned from last generation where nobody was recording via HDMI, but there are tons of let's players. I mean, there's a lot of videos out there. I know I, um, yeah, especially is well. What about the fact that I mean, they were trying to make this more into a social networking thing. Was it was it the PS4 or the Xbox One that had the button on the controller that let you record and then upload that to your? That's Facebook? PS4. Yeah, exactly. So why? Well, so, so they're gonna go ahead and further you further use this code for this feature instead of just taking it out to allow the feature and other things that you can buy or use to be able to record things safely that instead yeah. it's more of a kind of a apple-esque philosophy on if you want to make the change we've got to do it for you yeah and it, it's it's well yeah i know right well um so it's i mean it's not a great decision um i i don't i don't agree with it i i, I really wish they would output um, because for one, we don't know their decision, but still, um, it seems like that's the way that they're leaning. And, uh, I really, really wish that they would just say, you know, no, HTCP on games is not a thing. Now you no. can, uh, you can make the argument that they're going to be doing, uh, you know, they're going to let you stream your games and you can record them and post them up on like Ustream or, uh, you know, Twitch or whatever. Um, but the problem is that 
you know, for people like me, I like to take that footage and I like to edit it up, you know, chop it up and put it on the internet. Well, you know, I can't do that if you're just letting me record it to either A, your own proprietary system, or B, to a streaming site, because that means that I have to then download the video from the streaming site, and that's already been compressed. And then by the time I download it and edit it together, it gets compressed a second time. And then whenever I upload it to YouTube, it's compressed a third time. So stop it. Just let, I know what I'm doing. Just let me do it. Um, Are you so sure I, you know what you're doing, though? Well, when you put it ah, that see, way, you, you don't know. So we we gotta let us take care of it for you because well, because we know better. I guess I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, exactly. Sony, so, it's it's bad. I really wish that I, I I hope I just I hope beyond all hopes that they figure it out and that they finish it because uh, there is nothing that I would like more than to record via HDMI with my PlayStation Four and just record all the cool games, put stuff up for you guys. Um, but if that's not possible, you know, there's going to be, I, I'll either have to buy extra hardware or there will be no PlayStation 4 videos coming out of us. I mean, strictly because we can't do it. Which is a bummer. Which sucks, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not buying an Xbox One, so you won't see any next generation console games. Which is stupid! <laughs> So yeah, they need they need to they need to realize that that they really, I mean that they've been doing so well with all these things. I mean, even with Xbox having all this recovery from the original uh, intentions upon its release that had the entire gaming world up in arms, that the you know the PS4 had become, had such a strong lead on it, and and it still has a strong lead in my opinion. And they they this kind of thing i mean let's plays and reviews and all that they've been growing more and more and it's not just something a few hardcore fans of gaming are doing within the community there's a lot of people involved with this and it's actually something you should target your market towards because it's something that's being used quite often yeah and you know so this actually leads into the next thing that i'd like to discuss is how um youtubers you know or streamers or whatever can make uh can can make more money off of this so and, and i mean it would benefit obviously the people who are on who are on console and the game makers at the same time um and the way that you could do this is if you're streaming a game live let's say you're doing a live stream of a game you're doing it on twitch or you're doing it on playstation's proprietary network or whatever um you know all of a sudden if you're watching it on your playstation 4 if you're watching the the live stream on your playstation 4 or you know, whatever, then basically, you know, it's like, oh, you are now watching this guy stream this game. And, you know, the icon for this game, if you click on it, takes you right to the game's page, lets you buy it. It takes you to a special link that will give a like a portion of the proceeds to the YouTuber and uh, or the streamer uh, in question, which means, you know, you don't have to put ads on your videos. You don't have to try and, you know, squeeze out more money so that you can scrape by and live. It means the Internet That's like a great it, idea right there. Yeah, and it's something uh, that's being done with with a few things. Um, you, you could see like there are people that get paid to play games, right? Um, not not professionals, but people who are just doing commentary. So if you take a look at anybody on uh, the game station, you'll notice that everybody on the game station has a Dead Space Three co op demo on there. Do you know why? It is because EA paid them to play that game. Is that bad? No. It's great promotion, especially if you like, let's say, Peanut Butter Gamer, if you like Total Biscuit or Kraken or Game Grumps, if you like these people, then you absolutely and 100% will probably like uh, the content coming out of them. And it's a nice... They're pretty much inviting food critics to come in and taste their chef's new dish. They're going to absolutely love it, and it's, the word's going to get out. You know, They're going to write about, hey, I ate this, and it was fantastic. You should come try it as well. And people are thinking, hell, well, you know, I was debating it, but I have their word, and they know what they're talking about because this is what they do. So I'm going to go do it as well, and more business comes in. It's It's such a simple marketing thing that they should be using it more and more not trying to hinder people to get involved with this because they're afraid of piracy this would help your business and it would be a lot more profitable compared to what could potentially happen with piracy which is a big if and i have high doubts that it would come out where things are hurting you more for having this available and 
I mean, so so this kind of ad model is nothing new. I mean, you can pay people to play games. If you just, if all you did was just, you know, slap an icon on the side and say, okay, I mean, you do Amazon affiliate leaks exactly the same way. Um, if somebody buys something on Amazon through one of our earlier reviews, we get a portion of those proceeds because we're part of the Amazon affiliate market. That's great. Um, that, you know, you get a game that you like after you read a review or see somebody play it. Um, you know, they've made an additional sale that maybe they wouldn't have made before. And, you know, everybody is skimming off some from the top, which is great. Um, you know, it's a way that people can get paid to produce the content. Uh, games get more promotion. You know, YouTubers can, can do more AAA titles. You know, it's like, it's, it's a really nice way to do it. Now, with the current infrastructure, who knows if they're going to do it. Um, but if they're going to take away, you know, or at least they're going to keep the ability to like to take the game and put it on YouTube, if they're going to take that and make it harder, um, you know, then why? <laughs> that helps nobody. It really doesn't. And I don't know. I, I don't know if any developer is saying, you know, well, we're really glad that we developed for PlayStation specifically so that nobody can record our games because that's proprietary information that nobody needs to be taking and putting oh on the internet. Oh my god, they they had the same kind of panic with VCRs, people. And if those who may not know, that it was a device that used to play VHS tapes. You should Google that if you don't know what that is either. True. True. Um. VCRs uh, did not end TV. No, um, it didn't. They didn't end the cable industry. They didn't make everyone be able to just record everything and then resell it or anything like that. It it did what it was designed to do. And so if that's what's going to happen with this, this is what it's designed for, and that's what it's going to be used for, for the most part. But enough so that it's not going to hurt you. So there's no reason. So stop it. Just, just stop it. Yeah. I mean, making things more difficult for people to tell them how great your game is does nothing for you. Um, now, if it's a bad game, maybe you're pretty happy that nobody can talk about it. You know, if you're, I don't know, if you're playing, oh, what's a really bad game that came out recently? Uh, I don't know. Wasn't there a Call of Duty recently? Yeah, let's pick that. You know, um, <laughs> if you're playing Duke Duke of Forever, right? Um, oh, and... you had to... Leave Duke alone. I'm sorry. Leave him alone. It's... And don't get me wrong. By the way, we enjoyed playing the game. It was pretty fun. It was really stupid. It, you know, it filled a need. P pick on Ghost Warrior 2. If you're playing Ghost Warrior 2. There you go. Let's say it was a console game. Uh, you're playing Sniper Ghost Warrior 2, and you're like, man, this game is terrible. It's so terrible, I want to record the footage and put it on YouTube. Then perhaps not being able to do so is in that game's favor. However, I believe for the most part, any promotion is good promotion. Um, so, Again, giving... And that is where we could bring in Duke Nukem Forever, even when it was yeah. out. And people were talking about how bad it was for a lot. It was still selling because of its reputation, its history, and because people were talking about it. It was it was great. It, it was It was just... It was hilarious to see, you know, people being like, Oh yeah, I bought Duke Nukem Forever and it's terrible. Is it really? Yeah, no, it's like the worst game I've ever played. Well, I gotta buy it now. I gotta check this out. I was hoping Duke would be good, but if it's that bad, heck yeah. I, but in any case, yeah, no, no, you know, there's no such thing as bad press when it comes to this, and you know that can be argued. But if you if you're wanting people to not have this because a piracy or because you know hey you can't have footage of how bad it is that doesn't isn't going to stop people because there's still going to be the pc version and there's still going to be people that could figure out a way to get the recording if they're that desperate to show or they'll just write the review and have still shots and not have the video so you're really not avoiding anything here you're just making matters worse you, you know you're, you're giving them the shovel with which to dig your grave so it might you shouldn't you might as well try and help you know yeah you know? i mean it's it's just it's ridiculous to me that you know we have to we have to try to fight for that because i mean of all the reasons that i've said five or six times now so hey. there we go um so i mean to wrap it up i think 
streaming on these consoles is going to be nice. Uh, you know, Xbox One has a streaming solution. PlayStation 4 has a streaming solution. Xbox One allows you to record directly onto a hard drive, provided you have the hardware to do so. And PlayStation 4 is... Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see. But, it, I mean, I really hope they make the decision that's right uh, or at least easier for people to, you know, get a hold of games and, and talk about them. Um, the PlayStation 4 is going to be coming out uh, again in November, same time as Xbox One. It's going to be a dead heat um, between the two consoles. Uh, and I'm wondering, uh, what, Devin, what do you think is going to be the more popular console around holidays? Now, and I mean, this isn't, saying what's going to be the best console because we could argue that all day and we could talk specs and we can talk no, release titles more popular oh yeah. that's tough to say just because of the amount of bad press xbox has that's not going to be easily forgotten oh no, not no. even that uh so there's there's you know there's bad press for xbox but at the same time you know every mom who has a kid who plays call of duty they know that they play call of duty on xbox because generally they do yeah exactly see that that's and i was and i was actually going to get at that if you didn't interrupt me. No. Well, I couldn't. I couldn't well, help I, it. I do it all the time. It doesn't matter. It's okay. So shut up. The Xbox has so much history and popularity, especially with the Xbox 360 to PS3. Yes, I will be the one to admit it. I don't have the Xbox 360. I have a PS3, but I will admit the Xbox vastly outsold it. And it was very popular because of titles that were involved with it and because of the way that it was structured and it was handled. And and and, so, and that's not even necessarily because we heard this at the beginning of the generation two, you know. Right, right, and and so when you have this uh, this kind of reputation, this kind of legacy, if you will, to follow up on, then when the Xbox One is going to come out, I have a feeling that if anything, the kids are going to be able to show their parents, or they're going to be able to, or the um, older people, you know, the adults or the young adults out there are going to be able to justify to themselves, hey, you know, I originally wasn't going to do this, even though I loved my 360, but now they're actually doing all these things that they said they weren't going to do. So, I have no reason not to. Yeah, it's going to cost 100 bucks more, but look at how much enjoyment I got out of my 360. You know, you know, let's go for it. Let's, you know, let's splurge. You might as well go for it. So, I really think that in the end, the Wii U is going to win. <laughs> well, okay. Well, um, I I really will think that it's not going to be a landslide like the 360 to the PS3 had, but I do think that the Xbox One will pull ahead slightly to at, at least initially because of the titles they're going to be available for because it's the console that's known for its call of duty and for the the kind of the party gaming and for the things that made the 360 so popular that they're going to be able to bank on that and it's going to go ahead and pull ahead slightly however i will say that if the ps4 pulls ahead it is also will do it just slightly and it won't surprise me as much it, as it is, if you had said like the PS3 the numbers came in and come to find out it actually outsold the Xbox 363 to one, then yeah, that'd be a complete shock to my system. But otherwise, I I wouldn't be surprised either way. But I still think the Xbox is going to pull ahead slightly just because of its fan base. You know, I've got a I. I... I think your your logic is sound, but I think PlayStation Four is going to come ahead. Um, I think. See, I hope. I actually, I hope you're right on that. I really do. I hope that it does, but you know. I do know. Um, the uh, I think I think Black Friday is going to be a big thing for for PlayStation Four, and I think as long as they do the marketing. Uh, again, this ties back into marketing. As long as they do the marketing all right, then it, it could work. Um, Right. And I think I think the the entire reason is because you know it's it's a hundred dollars less. Um, I think that's going to be a really big factor if it wins. Um, and you know it's got the same games. You know, it's got the same games at release. It's got you know it's got the Call of Duties. It's got the I, presumably it's going to have the Call of Duties. Uh, it's got the uh, four. Um, it's uh, Watch Dogs. It's got a whole bunch of games, right? And I presumably they're going to have similar games. Um, I, I'm going to say PlayStation. I'm going to say PlayStation Four. I'm going to, yeah. Going to root for the underdog. I'm going to root for the overdog in my mind. <laughs>
here also is a uh, is a, is a new um, new thing to throw at you. Uh, Gamescom, another big announcement, and by big I mean not too terribly many people care, which makes me sad. Is that the PlayStation Vita got a price cut? It really? is now two hundred U.S. dollars instead of two hundred and fifty. It's a fifty dollar price cut. All right, um. No, that's actually surprisingly. I was gonna. I was trying to think of something sarcastic to say, but I couldn't because that's just pleasant to hear. Yeah. Well, that so. I I don't think short term that it's going to have any. I don't think short term that PlayStation Four and Vita is going to have any real effect. But the second that you know that cool game that comes out that you can play on both systems, or you know the the one where it's like, oh, you got to have a Vita as a companion system. You got to be able to play this thing on the go. Um, you know, whenever that comes out, it's going to be huge. Um, and I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that Vita gets pushed even more. Um, from what some people are saying, there may be uh, on, you know, shortly after release, a uh, PlayStation Four and Vita bundle. So you know, you pay maybe I don't know five hundred and fifty bucks, and you get a Vita and a PlayStation Four um, and some games or whatever. Right. Um, which would be crazy because that's, you know, that's a lot of tech. And if they, you know, if they reduce the price, they give you some nice games, then you're bought into that ecosystem and you're more likely to purchase games on it. Um, and I think I don't like the word synergy that much, but I think the synergy between the two is going to be something that's we're not going to see for a while, but it's going to definitely be present. So. Yeah. What say you now? You have been Aristogamer's most vocal critic of the uh, Vita. So what say you? Do you think uh, you think the Vita may start making a comeback and get a big ol' upswing from this price drop? See, it's that's going to be hard because it's not – unless they really get advertising out. I mean unless they really get the word around of how much the price drop is because it is a significant price drop. And that now, and that they're trying to make it a lot really competitive with the uh, DS or the 3DS now, but they still have a lot of ground to recover on because of how much it didn't do as well as they had anticipated with its previous sales, and so they're going to have to try and make up that somehow and be able to get the word around so that more people actually buy these things and they've got to get their uh, get the word around with the game base as well because my original critic uh, one of my original critiques on this thing was the uh, pathetic in my opinion the pathetic selection of games that was around i mean i mean no offense yep. to them but it was pretty pathetic a uh, pretty pathetic library and so they, they've got to really expand on that, and they've got to get word around that they've actually expanded on it. They're saying, hey, we're not just the one that has a few of those spin-off games on the mainstream games like you know Metal Gear and Assassin's Creed that are actually pretty terrible to play. We have some standalone handhelds that are a lot of fun and should give the 3DS a run for its money, and you've got to be able to check this out. I mean, they've got to get the word out, and if they don't get the word out, then it's just going to they're going to have maybe a slight increase in sales, but it's not going to last that long because then more words going to be going around about the PS4 anyways. And it's just, uh, I don't know. I, you, I've got to see more of an effort on their part before I can say that it's going to really boost their sales because they, if they just kind of lower the price to see what happens, they're not going to see much of a change. Yeah. Um, so the big, um, there aren't that many uh, big games on it, right? There's um, oh, there's uh, Uncharted, Golden Abyss. You know, it's one of those. It's one of those games that you you know, uh, you know, you you have identified where it's like an offshoot of a game. There's Assassin's Creed yeah. Three Liberation, which was as fun as Assassin's Creed Three, uh, which just to say that it was kind of boring. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't think it was the Vita's fault. I think that was no, Assassin's Creed's fault. Really and they can't just bank on the few titles that made their handhelds really popular like those Kingdom Hearts handhelds that they have. I mean, they can't yeah. bank on those titles really selling the thing. They've got to start getting companies out there to actually produce some standalone handhelds. I mean, they, I mean, you've got the you've got the DS here and uh still one of their best-selling games on there is Pokemon. I mean, yeah, you have these console versions of different things like Battle Stadium Royale extreme something 
you have these, but it's all based off of this, these handheld titles that have these formulas that work really well, and yet it's still kind of an original formula. And they've got to get that going with Sony as well. If they don't have those kind of titles, all they're banking on is either the really popular fan base around things like Kingdom Hearts or these standalones that only sell to the hardcore fans that don't even really care if the game's not as good as the full game on the console but hey it's a little continuation and so if you know you want to kind of get more involved with your story go ahead yeah and you know another thing which may be a boon may also be something to take away from it is uh the fact that playstation uh playstation network games are generally for both consoles um for vita and playstation 3 slash playstation 4 uh i mean i know i got dive kick which by the way uh if you haven't read my dive kick review go do it i love dive kick please go pick it up it's so much fun um anyway dive kick great uh whenever you buy it though it comes for both playstation 3 and vita um now uh that's great because you can play the game on the go and you can play it at home now that is how handhelds work thank you yes indeed (laughs) but you know whenever um you know i gotta ask myself when am I going to when do I, which do I want to play more? You know, the one at home or the one uh, on the go? And it's got to be the one at home because I like to sit on my couch with a giant TV and be able to play it. Um, is it bad that it's on Vita? No, not at all. Um, and it's a great game on Vita. Uh, it's a little weird how they do multiplayer, but you know, whatever. Um, yeah, but they've got they've got to get these games that actually make you even if you're sitting at home and you have these options available on console, you're in your mind thinking, you know. These are fun and all, but I really want to continue this game I have on the handle. I've got to continue. I've got to get to the next gym leader, or you know, I've got, I've got to finish this level on Animal Crossing, or or, or whatever. They, they yeah. actually want to not have to pick up the console at that moment because there's such a good game on the Vita to continue playing. Otherwise, the Vita is just going to become the secondary. Well, you know, my smartphone doesn't have that many great games on it and i'm not at home so i guess now is a good time to whip out my vita and start playing something i mean now you're putting it on not even the second tier but third tier and that's not gonna sell nope uh here also let me pick your brain about this another game a game was announced for uh, vita and i'm not sure how i feel about it its developer is iron galaxies which is uh, iron galaxy is the same person or the same uh development studio who did dive kick um and guess what that game is? It's a game you know, it's a game you love, it's a game you've played a lot of. Me personally, or the viewers? Oh, you personally. I. It's a game I know and love and I've played a lot of. That narrows it so much. It starts with a B, ends with a 2. Borderlands 2? That's right. Really? Borderlands 2 on the Vita. That's a bit late on that, isn't it? Yeah, that's what everybody is thinking. You're like, I stopped playing Borderlands like a year ago. Yeah, what I played the living crap out of it when it was released and through the first, the you know, the Macronancer DLC and one of the other DLCs and all that. And, you know, I'll pick it up when uh, this, like, this latest DLC that's out that makes you basically play through Tiny Tina DMing your... Yeah, D and D campaign or something. I mean, I'll pick up something like that, but I haven't actually taken the time to sit down and just play the crap out of the game, out of the game, because I already did that, and then I beat it, and then I beat it on the Vault Hunter mode, and then I was done because yeah. I was done. And now they're telling me I could play it on Vita. I was like, great. I won't because I beat it twice and a half essentially. But thanks. I'm glad to know it's there for others. <laughs> thanks, guys. God, it, it, See that that wasn't that was just not a smart call. That wasn't even a we're doing an HD version of an old game people love. You know we're re-releasing a Legend of Zelda game, or you know we have this re-release of Kingdom Hearts coming out in HD or something because it's been over ten years. It's a yeah this game's been out for a couple of years and here it is. It's nothing's changed. It's that same game. It's just on a handheld. It's like, great. Okay. I, I guess nice. it's, and then they're going to release Uncharted 2 and let you play that it's like, great I, I love Uncharted 2 I'll I'll play it hooray maybe no <laughs> I'm not paying $250 to play it again in my hands 
I mean, so far, the only big game that Vita has coming up is Tearaway. Tearaway is done by the same people who did, um, who did, uh, 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 uh Little Big Planet. Thank you. Um, thank you, me, for thinking of that. Uh, yeah, there's, it's done by the same people who did Little Big Planet, and it looks really interesting. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm hoping that it's going to be big enough to sort of push the, the, the system because I like my Vita and I want more developers to also like my Vita. Um, other than Borderlands 2, there was really no other game announcements for Vita. Um, I suspect we'll see a lot more at Tokyo Game Show, but at the very least, Gamescom was kind of a bust. Um, so PlayStation, uh, to just wrap this up, um, PlayStation 4 coming out November 15th, Xbox One also coming out November 15th. It sucks that they're doing, uh, or not, not also coming out November 15th, but coming out in November. Um, it sucks that uh, they're probably going to continue doing HTC people. We're not really confirmed on that. Uh, Payday 2 is great. Go play it. Um, Duke Nukem Forever was not a great game. Um, uh, and PlayStation Vita has a price cut down to $200. So maybe that'll make you want to go buy it. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, let us know whatever you think uh, in the comments whenever I post this. Uh, so without further ado, I guess that is it. So we will see you guys next month. Yeah. And I don't know uh, if that was a question. We will. <laughs> will we? We may be dead <laughs> by then. Continue? And hopefully this drought of games will be behind us. Uh hopefully the September podcast is gonna be, you know, about games, except for payday, because payday was just great. Um yeah, because we we've been sort of in a drought and hopefully there'll be more games to talk about. Yeah, I, I really hate that period when you finish playing a couple of these games, you know, I played a lot of Civ Five, you know, I played some Star Trek online, I'm replaying more TF two because whenever I get into this kind of drought mode, I always end up going back and playing more TF two because yeah. <laughs> I mean there's I really hate this feeling of getting up and thinking, you know, I don't have a whole lot to do today. I could continue playing something i guess i don't know i just don't have that excitement of oh my god yes it's a new day and i can continue the story i continue this awesome rpg it's like no nah, i can continue something i guess i should go outside or something go, i'm gonna go, go, go do prop hunt I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go play some prop hunt now uh, um but yeah um so yeah i i yeah i i completely agree with you that the drought is terrible it's kind of like network tv during the summer it's a little oh. Right. Again, network TV right, is always pretty bad. All right. Yeah, so go ahead and check us out on social media. We have a Facebook, Aristogamer. We have a Twitter, at Aristogamer. Our YouTube channel is Aristogamer Reviews. Go check us out. Um, check us out. Just Google Aristogamer. You'll find it. Yeah, Google Aristogamer. You'll find us. Uh, check us out at Aristogamer.net, and we will see you next month. This has been Colby and Devin, and have a good month of oh, good gaming. Good game. oh, oh, wait. No, no. you, you, you want to try no, it again? It, it's okay. It, okay, it's the over. moment's over. Just, just stop it.